Oh, you didn't know? It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G. And if you don't listen to Wells Mania podcast, then I got two words for you. Suck it. gentlemen you are now running wild with the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world wells media podcast and i am your host the kyle wells be sure to follow us on twitter at wells media or wherever you like to do your social media, you can find me at Wells Mania. And I am joined in studio by the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne. What's going on, brother? Are you all right? Like legit. Are you okay? You're like literally about to fall out of your chair. Just the behind the scenes stuff that we do before we go live just cracks me up sometimes and I'm having a really hard time keeping it together right now but here we are episode 81 of the Wells Mania podcast and before we dive into it the Wells Mania podcast is sponsored by let me get professional real quick the Wild Beaver Saloon the best damn karaoke bar in America and toys galore and more toys galore and more the best damn toy store in all of Indianapolis, conveniently located inside of the Toy Drop. And yes, the Wells Mania podcast, we are partners with the Kitchen Table podcast, Matt Stumpo and Ryan Gant doing uh, big things over there at the Kitchen Table podcast. And if you, yes, you listening right now, if you want to buy Wells Mania merch, world's greatest co-host Peyton Payne merch, you can do that. All you got to do is go to ktpmania.com and buy it. And then tweet at Wellsmania or tweet at Stone Pain Prod and we'll give you a shout out on a future episode of Wellsmania Podcast. And we've got somebody. We've got somebody that you, Peyton, want to shout out. So why don't you go ahead and give that person the rub? Yeah, well, first of all, isn't it great to have fans out there that just aren't delusional marks that that think they know everything because there's a lot of them people out there that just constantly blow your twitter up just idiots that don't know what they're talking about oh this episode is gonna be so good you know so it's 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 enjoyable every once in a while to get that one notification from somebody that you're like wow this guy knows what he's talking about he actually knows truth when it hits him in the face. And you know what? I got one of those fans. So, Anthony Haggerty, congratulations. You're getting a shout-out from the world's greatest co-host. Thank you for being such a loyal fan and cleaning your ears out every week so that I can spew my truth into your brain and you can absorb all of this knowledge. It's great to have a fan out there like that. Go buy yourself a World's Greatest Co-Host t-shirt because you told me that if I gave you this shout out, you'd do it. I held up 
up my end of the bargain. Now it's your turn. And be sure to take a picture of yourself wearing that world's greatest co-host t-shirt and tweet at Stone Pain Prod, tweet at Wells Mania. We'll retweet it. Thank you for your support. Anthony Haggerty, a member of the Haggerty family. That is the youngest brother of Chris Haggerty and Eddie Tokyo Haggerty. The Haggertys love Wells Mania. And guess what? We here at Wells Mania, we love the Haggerty family. At AHAG81 on Twitter, be sure to follow Anthony Haggerty. Now, Peyton, you and I are not alone. We are actually joined in studio by a very special guest who is also the 2021 Wells Maniac of the Year who is sharing that award with you, Peyton, because you were also the 2021 Wells Maniac of the Year. Yeah, and I don't like sharing much. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to episode 81, Friend of the Wells Mania podcast and 2021 Wells Maniac of the Year. Oh, Dion Freeman, what's going on, brother? Uh, nothing much. <laughs> Real quick, hold on. You're playing this because this dude is sitting in here with a Belieber hoodie on. Listen, there is nothing wrong with being a Belieber. There is nothing wrong with being a Justin Bieber fan. There's plenty wrong with this it. This right here is a bop. This is a banger, and this is the entrance music that Dion Freeman wanted. That is a cult classic song, and I told you once, and I'll say it again. I don't go to the gym for the babes. I do it for the beebs. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to... No, I'm just playing. Uh, we actually are going to dive into something... Thank you for being here, Dion. Oh, thanks for uh, having me. Justin Bieber or not, you'll never get any hate from me. Can you get him on this show? I can't speak for my co-host, though, who is a Justin Bieber is, hater. Can you get... Bieber on the show? Uh, if you would have asked me that about four years ago, that was a great possibility, but not after the um, restraint. So you're just order. repping the merch just to rep it? You don't have any connection? Well, yeah. Well, I, I had a situation where I can't be with at least like 600 yards of him. This that, is a true story. Uh, when I was at the Indiana State Fairgrounds, I went to see Drake. Oh. He was performing there. This was, uh, oh man, I can't remember the year, but it was before Bieber blew up. So nobody knew who Justin Bieber was mm -hmm. yet. So there I was at this Drake concert and Drake all of a sudden says, hey, let me bring out the next mega superstar. Y'all don't know who he is now, but you sure as hell will by the end of you know the night. Mm -hmm. He brought out Justin Bieber. So me and the couple people that I was at this concert with, we were like, who the hell's Justin Bieber? Boy, did that change very quickly. We uh, found out who Biebs was because I believe Baby had just hit the uh, radio literally the very next day or oh, a couple wow. of days after. So. so you had like Baby Biebs. Like he was like 11, 12 years old. It was Kid Bieber. And I'm just like, okay, that kid's got a pretty, pretty good voice. Mm -hmm. 
and lo and behold, the dude just shot up into stardom, and well, now he's the you know who else has a good voice? Wells Mania, baby. CM Punk has a good voice. Yes, yes, we are going to dive headfirst into the controversy. Oh, we got a lot of juicy stuff to dive into here. CM Punk, if you don't know, he uh, was, still is, an AEW superstar, but he's currently suspended because of uh, some certain words and actions. He's officially gone with a tricep tear. Yeah, sure. So... That's the politically correct answer. Yeah. But we all know the real reason why CM Punk is suspended is because of that little media scrum that he <laughs> it was anything had but little with Tony Khan after the all out pay-per-view. Good old TK. And I actually have not all of it because there was like The King of Mark Kingdom. There was like 20 minutes of it. But I actually have four minutes of it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed it somehow, here is four minutes of the CM Punk Media Scrum. My point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself. If you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. It's okay. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. I'm not friends um, with you. I haven't had shot. anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time, and this is a business. Uh, why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay? You call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have all to do with him want nothing to do with him do not care where he works where he doesn't work where he eats where he sleeps and the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is embarrassing and if y'all are at fault if you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to go, to deserve an empty-headed f- 
dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fuck go into business for himself. For what? What did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? You tell me. Didn't do a goddamn thing. What's your name, sir? Dominic D'Angelo. Pittsburgh Packers. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Pittsburgh. <laughs> I made it really clear in Forbes, and I just want to make it clear again. Nick, it's when- not his position to make it very f- clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have f- known better. This sh- was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your f- friends. I f- get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. Okay. I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my well, fault, I, and if I, I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my I appreciate fault. I should have just I'm, taken a head on because you never said it. But I'm trying to run a business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that. It's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies, right? I gave him a chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a problem with me, take it up with me. Let's go. All right, so... uh, What you didn't see there was under the table, CM Punk had Tony Khan's balls in a death grip. I had to censor that because uh, you could hear CM Punk was pretty fired up. He was pretty heated. He dropped a lot of uh, cuss words, a lot of swearing going on there. just sat there and took it. Well, when CM Punk's on a roll... You're the boss of the company. Yeah, but when your franchise player's up there... Doing what he does best, dropping pipe bombs. You just got to let him run with he it. Was, let, it, let it get it out of his he system. He was sitting there burying AEW. That is what he was doing. He literally was burying the EVPs of the company. He took away from the entire pay-per-view. Nobody was talking about MJF's return by the time this media scrum was over. That was an afterthought. Everybody was talking about Colt Cabana. This was a just a joke and a disaster. I I loved it. I loved it because I con- loved it, but it was still a disaster. Controversy is king in professional wrestling, always has been, always will be. So of course, everybody wants to know where do you go from here after all of that? So what we're going to do, we're going to unpack what we just heard and we're going to kind of predict like where do you go from here because currently CM Punk is suspended from AEW the most overrated tag team in the entire world the Young Bucks are also suspended from AEW because of a backstage incident involving the Bucks getting into it with CM Punk So there was that going on, and then that media scrum right there from CM Punk, literally, like you just said, throwing everybody out there into the air. Uh, Scott Colton, Colt Cabana, apparently him and CM Punk haven't been friends for quite some time, and I never really knew any of 
that going on there between those two guys. So a lot of well, do you know? So real quick to fill in some gaps between those two. Apparently, what was happening, and and this is all alleged rumors, is Punk was upset because when he came into AEW, Tony Khan got rid of Colt Cabana because he knew that him and Colt didn't like each other. And let's be honest, Colt Cabana is irrelevant in the scale of things compared to CM Punk. So he was, you're gone, goodbye. And he is buddy buddies with the Elite, with Omega and the Bucks. So the Elite took issue with that because they didn't want to see their friend get fired. So allegedly, they started leaking bad things about punk to all these dirt sheets and stuff. And then Hangman Page went off the script in that one promo against punk and started saying, like, I'm defending AEW from you and talked about workers' rights and all this. And punk held all of that in up until the media scrum and went totally off on the EVPs, on the Elite, on AEW, on Colt Cabana. And I get where Punk was coming from, but this all could have been handled a whole lot better. And the only reason it wasn't is because Tony Khan is not a boss and he does not know what he's doing. Yeah, definitely could have been handled a lot better. And you know what you're getting with CM Punk. He does not hold back. He never has. He never will. He always tells it like it is. And sometimes he says some stuff that's going to rub people the wrong way. And he's going to say some stuff that's going to fire people up because people aren't going to agree with what he's saying. But I looked at this whole situation as I'm actually aligning myself with CM Punk. Oh, I am too. In this situation. I'm aligning myself with Punk because it wouldn't there has been a lot of people come out behind the scenes and say that there are problems with the elite and their egos and if you're not in their clique then they don't really want you there and they don't want to book you properly and Punk is a threat to these guys. He's a big name draw. He's a main event player. He's not one of them. They don't like that. He's a threat. Now, where this is Tony Khan's fault is this stuff should have been settled weeks ago, months ago, when Hangman Page went off script and cut that initial promo on Punk. Tony Khan should have put all these guys in a room that night and settled this issue. Instead, he let this sit and boil and fester until it became infected and we got what we got at that media scrum. So the biggest question, and we'll go around the room here, what's next? Where does CM Punk go from here? Does he come back to AEW? Because let's face it, CM Punk's the kind of guy where he's not going to apologize for anything because he that's just not his character he's not a guy that says I'm sorry let's get over it let's work together no I think the best thing for CM Punk to do is to leave AEW because he's already done all that he could do in that company there's no where else to go for CM Punk in AEW. He was already the world champion, and then he lost 
in a literally a squash match to John Moxley there at All Elite Wrestling's All Out pay-per-view, which then the aftermath was that media scrum that you just heard. So if I were CM Punk, I'd be calling up Triple H trying to settle never gonna happen that never gonna happen no way never say never because i'll give you some examples triple h don't want him there and punk the same i think this is one of those issues where triple h knows the drama that punk punk brings and i don't blame triple h i i I don't even i would not want punk anywhere near my product i agree and that was the display of the media scrum was just proof to everyone that this is what WWE had to deal with Punk behind the scenes and that just shows that Triple H was right the entire time about Punk. I mean, they literally said when Punk was signed to AEW, there was talent that came out that said, he's your headache now. But can I ask you guys this? Because I'm so confused on the whole Adam Page thing. Like, I know this is where it all started, right? This is what rubs him the wrong way was, I guess, Adam Page went off script on live television, yeah, called him out and stuff. And like you said, he said the quote, I'm not here to defend the title from you. I'm here to defend all elite wrestling from and you. And then he made the comment about workers' rights and yeah, all that Yeah, but that's stuff. what I'm so confused because, in my honest opinion, that promo, I completely forgot about it. It didn't mean anything to me. I was like, oh, okay, cool, like a little jab there. That's it. But the promos that Eddie Kingston, Moxley, and other people have cut on Punk, MJF, like there was some stuff that I was like, I still remember to this day, the stuff they said the punk compared to what Adam Page said. Even if Adam Page, what he said was real, it doesn't mean it. Like Eddie Kingston cut that promo, said, "Hey, I'm gonna be real with you. Give me a second here. Nobody wants you here. Nobody ever wanted you to be here, so leave." Like that right there, that stuck with me more than what Adam Page had to cut on the promo on Punk. CM Punk has always had an issue with getting along with others. It's a tale as old as time. If Punk is in the right mindset, he can work well with others. But I feel like Punk's patience is so thin that when certain things don't go his way, he reacts in this way. But then all of a sudden it becomes a bigger problem than what it really is. Like Peyton said, all of this could have been handled better, but Punk's ego was like, nah, nah, we're, we're going public with all of this. We're going to make the situation a lot worse than what it really is. Right. But what I'm saying is, I think CM Punk's days in AEW are over. They're and, done. And I done. agree. Yes. He, and- he has completely ruined everything that he was trying to do in that company. And the smart move would be for Tony Khan to let him go. I don't think Tony is going to let Punk go. I think Punk is going to leave on his own. Well, I yeah. think Punk is going to just quit because at the end of the day, that is what Punk is. He is a quitter. So Tony's going to let everywhere. him walk. Yes. Punk is not going to come back. Take his ball and go home type yeah. deal. So here's my thing. because I There's been multiple times where you've proven me wrong about, hey, never say never about WWE. But my thing is, is you made a valid point. Punk has done Everything in AEW as a company, as a talent, everything. He won the title twice now. Wow, combined six days. And he's he's too injury prone. He's getting old. He seems to be slightly toxic in the behind the scenes. Uh, kind of sucks because I was a big big bark for when Punk did come back to wrestling because I was one who said he's going to AEW. You guys were like, I gotta wait to see it to believe it. So that might go back to the WWE. I gotta wait to see it to believe it. But I just don't think he goes because if you look at what he did in that year to now, if you look at the viewership on 
Rampage and on Dynamite, he doesn't bring in that great of numbers. I think the last time they said a report was uh, what Dynamite, when Punk was on there, did 800,000. And then Rampage on a Friday night, primetime, only over 500,000. That's not the Punk that they were expecting. I think they were expecting, what, like a 1.6 draw maybe where he's helped was the pay-per-view buys yes that's where he's helped them the biggest and that's why he made the comment the first million dollar buy rate off of my back and to go to your point of why was the hangman page promo the one that sent him off is because i think all those other promos were planned in advance punk knew those guys were going to say that stuff they didn't really target him as a baby face where hangman the, the Colt Cabana comments he made specifically about workers' rights and Colt and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it did nothing to push their title match. That was a simple, I'm going to go in a completely different direction to try to bury you. Yeah. And Punk didn't want anything of it. And the problem, like I said, this should have been handled that night. Tony but- Khan should have put these guys in a room, Punk and the Elite, and said, what is the problem? Let's figure this out. But instead he didn't, and he chose to kept being buddy-buddy with all of them, and it's completely blown up to the point where AEW looks like a joke. Well, and we've also learned in the past, WCW, that when you allow the wrestlers, the wrestlers to run creative backstage, it might be cool for a little bit, but eventually people are going to start disagreeing with how certain wrestlers are being booked because of the people that they run with. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, all the NWO guys, when they were running creative in WCW, that was when WCW started to go down, especially with Vince Russo backstage as well. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of getting those vibes here in AEW because Tony Khan is no Vince McMahon. No. Okay? Tony Khan is no Triple H. Tony Khan is no Stephanie McMahon. Hell, Tony Khan isn't even Shane McMahon. Tony Khan's leadership is not very strong. No, he's a friend. At all. He he's is a fan that's booking a wrestling show as a million riding, dollar baby. He's riding off his daddy's money, yep. got his own wrestling company, kind of has really no idea what organization even is. He's kind of letting, he let Cody run it. And then Cody left because Cody got out while the getting out was good. Cody, we, we Cody all avoided know. all this drama. We all know why Cody left. And he, he had his problems with the elite. And team. he knew where he needed to go. And that's why I say do not rule out CM Punk doing the inevitable and going back to WWE because I've got examples for you. I'm a little bit older than you guys. So the examples that I'm about to lay out there were things that I never ever thought I'd ever see. One, I never thought the Ultimate Warrior would ever come back to WWE. The amount of controversy that has been around the Ultimate Warrior when he was alive was some of the strongest controversy that has ever hung over a professional wrestler. Hell, I've even seen people compare what's going on with CM Punk to the Ultimate Warrior. People were calling... CM Punk, the ultimate warrior of AEW. Because if you guys remember when the ultimate warrior went to WCW, 
that was not good at all. No, and then they brought him back for that very short stint where they tried to repackage him in WWE, and it was a disaster because Ultimate Warrior was an egomaniac, and Punk is the same thing. He's an egomaniac. I think Punk and the Ultimate Warrior are cut from the same cloth where they are both very talented individuals, but they do not work well with others. They might temporarily, they might go do the job, but at the end of the day, they're going to be in it for themselves. They're going to do what's best for them them they're gonna do what they want to do and they don't care who they hurt or what they say along the way as long as they are standing tall and that was the ultimate warrior i mean i loved the ultimate warrior when i was a kid but as i got older i started to hear all the behind the scenes stuff the way that he acted the way that the wrestlers felt towards him and then of course the self-destruction of the ultimate warrior came out on dvd exposing the ultimate warrior as not being a safe worker not working well with others and then of course all of the uh, outside the squared circle politics of the ultimate warrior did not help his case at all he said a lot of things that were um offensive to a lot of different walks of life and so what i'm getting at is i never thought that i would ever see the ultimate warrior come back to the wwe but there he was he came back he got inducted into the wwe hall of fame and then, unfortunately, he passed away literally uh, a day after Shockingly, WrestleMania. I that mean, was crazy. Here's the difference, the, though. And the 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 last words of that promo and that speech he cut too for that to happen. The, the next spirit day. of the Ultimate Warrior will run forever. Exactly. But however, why did he come back again? What'd you say? He came back to what? Get inducted. I think that's the only time you see Punk again is either a he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame or b. AJ Lee, his wife, gets inducted into the wing of the Hall of Fame for that the That is why I'm saying but, do not rule out Punk going the, back to but, WWE. But that's the thing. That, like, at what capacity? Because you can't bring him back as a talent because, one, there's no use for him. Triple H is now taking over. You notice, Oh, there's plenty of use for you Punk. You notice Triple H is pushing all these younger talent from NXT. He's refreshing it, rebranding it. He's kind of done with the part-timers because that's what Vince relied on a lot of time were part-timers who would show up in, every now and then when they choose to for a big payday. And we're going away from that era now. I don't see Punk coming to WWE unless it is to be either inducted or to see his wife get inducted. CM Punk's wrestling days, his window is closing. I mean, he's 43 years old, and a lot of guys usually tend to realize, okay, I I can't be wrestling like this unless you really take really good care of your body. I mean, there's some guys, Edge is one of them. He's almost 50. He's still in there doing the damn thing, along with Rey Mysterio. He's still in there doing the damn thing. And even when Goldberg comes back, he can still get in there and do the damn thing. Punk can be like that, but Punk has to get it in his mind how he would be used in WWE. And I said this. I said this when we didn't know where Punk was going to go when he announced that he was coming back to wrestling. I said this, and you can go back. It's, it's on tape. If Punk can talk to Triple H and get in the right role for what CM Punk could be used for, he could be a very huge draw in WWE if he's booked the right way. But the only way that that's going to happen is if Punk and Triple H can sit down and they can lay it all out. Okay, this is what we want to do. WrestleMania is in Hollywood next year. 
we want to bring you in. We're not going to tell anybody that we're bringing you in because of all the controversy going on. Nobody's seen you since that media scrum. Nobody knows what the hell you're going to be up to. This would be the perfect place to bring you back, just like we did Cody Rhodes. Nobody saw Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE. When he popped up from the floor, holy hell, Cody Rhodes is back in the WWE. You know the difference, though? The difference between Cody and Punk is Cody's not toxic everywhere he goes. Punk everywhere he goes. But this is what I'm saying. The second time around... Ruins it. Every time. The second time around in WWE could be beneficial after everything that Punk has just experienced in AEW, he could have a Macho Man Randy Savage type moment, a Brett the Hitman Hart type moment. These are guys that made amends with the WWE after their controversial fallouts. Macho Man came back. He did the video game for WWE. He unfortunately passed away, didn't get a chance to be there for his WWE Hall of Fame induction, but he went into the WWE Hall of Fame, something I didn't think I'd ever see. Macho Man coming back to WWE. Brett the Hitman Hart, the Montreal screw job. The dude left and went to WCW and was a part of the Monday Night Wars. I'd never thought that I'd see Brett the Hitman Hart back in WWE. But then again, Brett the Hitman Hart came back, made amends with Sean, made amends with Vince, and got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. So what I'm saying is, and I know I'm rambling here, but I'm proving some pretty good points here, that anything's possible in the WWE, and you can't rule these guys out from having that moment of clarity in their life. Yes, things might seem cloudy and dark right now, but these guys do realize that there is light on the other side once they can get past everything that they've been going through. And most of those guys... Get past it. I see where you're coming from. I I just, I don't know if I see it. And I don't care if I get heat on me for this. I really don't. But all those men you named off that came back, Warrior, even Hogan, um, John, Bret Hart, all those guys you said came back, made amends, clean slate, this and that. But that's the thing is those were grown men who could put their ego aside and be man to man and do it. I don't think Punk is capable of doing that. But you, I don't but you gotta remember, I fellas, really don't. I it, think it Punk took, is a child. It took I, yeah. a very long time for some of these guys to come back. So if you want to say that they're not mature enough, Punk will get there. Punk will get in the right mindset. He will see what his potential can be you have a lot of faith in punk i do because i've lived this before i've been here before i've seen this story play out before you guys haven't because you're younger than me you guys are both 10 years i completely understand where you're coming from because you guys don't remember you guys don't remember the montreal screw job when it happened live and all the controversy that followed brett and sean and the tear between those two no i get it when brett came back to the wwe people my age when they saw that happen and they heard the hit man's music and they actually saw him come out yeah it was a holy holy balls moment i mean nobody expected that to happen they all said exactly what you guys are saying right now i see i see i see where you're coming from because bret hart alone one he spit on vince mcmahon in the face face. and punched him in the face and vince still brought him back but that is vince that was bret this is hunter Paul Levesque, this is CM Punk. It's the same, Phil it's the same principle. There ain't though. no way, man. Uh, hold on, 
on. No, you can't, I don't know. You, you would That's be, just me, though. But I do see where you're coming from. I'm very, saying, like, very, yeah. you, you can sit there. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. For sure, yes. But for you to sit there and not even believe that it could happen, you're just you're going to disappoint yourself when it does happen. I would I would rather I would rather be dis I would rather um be surprised and shocked that it actually happens and be like oh my god they're doing it versus I think they're going to do it and it never happens cuz then it's like wow that was I'm gonna say that this. was a waste. I I understand where you're coming from with all those talents and those are amazing points because they all did do it. Yes. The thing with this is Punk coming back one day for a Hall of Fame induction and all that, yes, I think that is a possibility. Him coming back to wrestle for Triple H is not going to happen. That's the reason he left was because of him. And, I, I, and I'm not saying that he could come back and wrestle. I'm just saying he will be back in the WWE in some manner. I think that eventually Hall of Fame, all that, yeah. No, I agree with you there. But I don't think it's going to be one of those things where, oh my God, a year from now, CM Punk is going to show up at WWE and, oh, he's having a match with Cody Rhodes. That's not happening. How, can I, okay, I'll give you this. Do I see him possibly bringing him back for Hollywood? I don't think so. I, that would be sweet. I'm, I just threw that but out. If, as that would be a pretty ideal yes. place to bring in a punk. But if you let if you let time heal and let it, and time does heal all wounds, it does. If WrestleMania decides to make a comeback to the Midwest into Chicago with the new Soldier Field, whatever being built, possibly I, I forget where at. And there's a you know dome now, Chicago, WrestleMania. Hey, do one more match with WWE, WrestleMania Hall of Fame. Three birds, one stone. Go for it. I could see that possibly if maybe it's a one if off. it happens. If, if it's, it's a, a one, if off, it's a one off, and it's a big money payday, and both guys like, look, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're both in sync, let's do it. But other than that, I do not see him coming back there to me. I think he's done yeah. with all this. You know, all elite are, as Cornette would say, all friends wrestling. The drama, the toxicity, Tony Khan being too much of best friends with the elite, the EVPs being wrestlers when talent should be separated from legitimate. Yeah you know business standpoint and stuff like that i i just i think punk is burnt out and he just let it all out and does not care and it sucks that it's come to that point to where he doesn't care about the fans he doesn't care about what anybody thinks he doesn't care about what's good for business or anything like that and that just showed that that was so unprofessional on his part i don't know if wwe wants to be associated with that because peyton made a good point he told me could you imagine if vince mcmahon was sitting next to punk he would have snagged him right there from that media oh it never would have happened oh it never would have no. that's the thing though is triple h and vince have so much respect in the business that would have never flew or never happened happened but tony khan is just not there yet i don't want to bad his name he is a meme currently and he needs to make some boss man grown man type shit and get the crap together and clean house and make it a corporate company million dollar business because right now it's a joke if if tony khan has any brains whatsoever and he has any guts he would fire punk because let's face it, Punk, he's doing nothing now but bringing bad to your product. And he would strip the executive vice president titles away from the elite. Well, I don't know, man. We're, we're talking about it right here on episode know, 81 of World's Mania. But we're not talking about it in a positive light. It's well, done nothing positive for their company. No. And you have to separate, you know, what they say, pleasure from business, friends with business, stuff like that and everything. Because what, what's the bigger risk here, in your opinion, Kyle? Um, letting Punk walk. Possibly one of your biggest draws in AEW currently, and keeping the young bucks 
and Kenny Omega happy, cool, buddy, buddy, we're friends. We got the toxicity at blah, blah, blah. Or keeping Punk and possibly ruining your friendship with the, the elite. I think Punk's days in AEW are over. I do okay. believe he is done. And that's why he might take some time off. He might make amends with Triple H. And then he might show back up in WWE. Now, I'm not putting any timetable on that because it's going to take time for Punk to get in that mindset if that's even something he wants to remotely do. But I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. And when it comes to everything that we are witnessing right now in AEW, all publicity is good for, publicity. Yeah, for sure. Okay, as an AEW fan, like, say with, you know, you call them AEW Marks, Peyton and stuff, but, like, what would be better, letting Punk walk or having him come back and just having the arena just boo him after he dogged the fans, dogged the talent, dogged the EVPs, and then he goes full heel Punk, like, let's see this one ride, let's finish your contract out, let's finish you out, let's give them the heel Punk they deserve, put on as much heat on you as possible, and then you can walk away or just be like, nah, you know what? Hands are clean. Let's just stop. What would be best yeah. is something that I think it's too far gone and it's not going to happen. But what would be best, and if any of these guys have any mind for the wrestling business whatsoever, they would go to a room together, they would hash all this out, and they would turn it into a storyline where they can make money off of it. But they, that won't happen because the elite are children mentally. Punk is an egotistical child. And Tony Khan, I don't think, has the guts to even make that meeting happen. But if they were smart, they would hash this out in secret. They would bring Punk back as a heel. They'd, they'd let him badmouth AEW like he used to do the WWE. All the fans would turn on him and they would make the elite the baby faces trying to get Punk out of the company. And it would be a humongous buy rate for that storyline. If they could do that, it would be the greatest story AEW would ever tell and one of the best stories in pro wrestling. I just don't think they have what it takes to make that happen. What's going to happen? We don't know, but one thing we can be sure is anything can happen in the WWE. All right, hey, that's the longest we've ever talked about AEW. So you're welcome, Big Poppy J.D. Roach. You're welcome to all the All Elite Wrestling fans who run wild right here on the Wells Mania podcast. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the PWI 500 Top 10. You're listening to Episode 81 of Wells Mania Podcast. Wells Maniacs, acknowledge me. You are running wild right here on episode 81 of Wells Mania Podcast. The world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne, and special guest, Dion Freeman, running wild with Wells Mania. And the reason why I am playing the best wrestler in the world's entrance music is because Roman Reigns is number one on the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 
500. That's right. Out of all the wrestlers in the world, Roman Reigns, throw up them ones, is number one. And he should be. I mean, there's nobody greater than Roman Reigns in the wrestling world right now. It's not even close. He's been the hottest wrestler on the planet, in the universe. I couldn't even think of anybody who could dethrone Roman Reigns as number one. It's crazy because how many people would have said that back in like 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, like Roman Reigns is the greatest wrestler character of all right now. I wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, well, the the difference is back then they weren't letting Roman be Roman. They were shoving you down the throat, yeah. This is Roman. Yeah, and I love this version of the tribal chief, the head of the table. Acknowledge me. Roman Reigns, the WWE undisputed universal champion still. He was uh, victorious at Clash at the Castle. Thanks to my prediction. Yes, I wanted to make sure, because we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. You were the only person... Truth speaker. ...that predicted Solo Sokoa, his cousin, Roman's cousin, and the little brother of the Usos... Nailed it. He, your prediction came true, he helped Roman in Cardiff, Wales, retain the WWE Undisputed Universal title. So I have the list right here. I have all 500 wrestlers. We're going to go through the entire list. No, I'm just kidding. We're just going to go through the top 10. Now, before I, you probably already know who the top 10 is because it's been all over Twitter. But before we reveal who the top 10 is, I'm going to go over the ranking criteria, okay? So this is for this year, 2022. The evaluation period was from July 1st, 2021 through June 30th of 2022. So keep that in mind. Here's the ranking criteria. Entering achievement, win-loss, records, championships, tournaments, one. Influence, visibility, and prestige within a promotion and or the industry. Technical ability, quality of moves, matches, and ring psychology. Competition, success against the most varied and highest quality opponents available. The activity requirements, a minimum of 10 matches total or six matches in separate months. So there's all of the criteria, the evaluation period, all the the basis of how this list is formed. Now, I'm going to run through the top 10, starting with number one, Roman Reigns. Number two, Okada. Number three, somebody that we just spent 40 minutes talking about, CM Punk. Number four, Adam Page. Number five, Bobby Lashley. Number six, Cody Rhodes. Number seven, Brian Danielson. Number eight, El Hijo Del. Number nine, Big E. And rounding out the top 10, your boy, Dion Jonathan Grisham. Solid. So that is the top 10 best wrestlers currently on the planet. So we all around the table here, table, Mm -hmm. we agree that the head of it is Roman Reigns. So that's a consensus number one for all three of us. Absolutely. Yes. Now, since I've read that top 10, are there any names on there that you disagree with? 
and who are they? I may take a lot of heat for this. You always do. But Biggie, Biggie did nothing this year other than get hurt. I, I don't even know how many. I mean, when did he even get hurt? It had to be at the very beginning of the year, wasn't it? No, I think it was like around, uh, when was it? Probably March. Yeah, I think it was right because be- it was right before Mania, wasn't it? Because it's supposed to be the new day and yeah. um, Seamus and his group. With I think you're right. Butch I, I, and... And, it, I, you know, like I said, I'll probably take a lot of heat for that. I really don't care. Biggie, I don't think, should be on the top 10. I think somewhere now, now on rem- the 500... Remember, remember, this started back in July 1st of 2021. So that's where the very first of this list started to form. Right. And, and Biggie and was Biggie WWE champ. was WWE champion during but that But let's time be real. Frame. That was a terrible title run. He That title run... It did nothing. There was nothing about it that was memorable whatsoever. Biggie being the WWE champions, pretty damn memorable to me. No. That's a big deal. I there was nothing about that title run that did anything for me or Biggie, I don't think in general. Wow. I, I think years from now people will look back on that and be like, Oh yeah, that guy was a champion. I forgot about that. And I think with this list, don't get me wrong, I think Biggie should be on the list, but I don't think he should be in the top 10. Now, I will agree with you on that. I don't think Biggie should be in the top 10. He's barely in the top 10. He's ranked number nine. There's somebody that I would put in the top 10 over Biggie, and that is friend of the Wells Mania podcast, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona has had the best year of his wrestling life. He has absolutely gone into multiple wrestling promotions. He won so many championships in those promotions. He had an incredible year. So the fact that Cardona isn't in the top 10, I feel like is a robbery. He mm-hmm. is, he is number 13 on the list, so he's not far from the top 10, yeah. but I would throw Matt Cardona in the top 10 knocking out Big E. That's just me though. I agree Cardona should be on there. I think another guy that should be on there should be Seth Rollins. Yes, yeah, Seth Rollins comes in at number 17. I feel like he should be ranked higher than that. Definitely. So you could take out and this is we're going to definitely receive heat for this because I don't even know who this guy is. El Hodel. I don't know who that is. I apologize, but I just don't know who that is. So with that being said, I'm taking out El Hodel and I'm putting in Seth Rollins in the top 10. Yeah, I agree with the the Seth Rollins comment. Another one I... Well, you was, should. That's going to be your future trainer. Yeah, no. Uh, but one that I know Give that, everybody a quick update. You are still going to Black and Brave next year, correct? Yes, May 8th. I'll be going to uh, Black and Brave. We're excited for you, man. You're going to dominate. I hope so. Sorry. I'm, I'm go, looking forward to it. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. I think one that I really enjoyed, I thought he had a killer year as well Peyton got the witness his match too when we went to go see Ric Flair's last matches uh impact uh champion Joshua Alexander he is a beast he wrestled uh, a big man when we were there and he, he is was, uh, number 14 on this list I, Josh Alexander so underrated awesome technician wrestler he is the modern day Kurt Angle like he is awesome to watch I thought that was Chad Gable 
Chad Gable's good too. He really is, but just uh, Chad Gable's still in that mid-car range. He's not full main eventer. Once he gets there, absolutely 100%. But Joshua Alexander is current main eventer for Impact. He's the current Impact uh, champion. He's solid. I I think he should have been in the top 10. You know who else should be on this list that's not on it? Is someone, and you want to just go on sheer influence alone, 100% MJF. MJF is number 16. MJF has had more influence in the IWC over the past year than I would say almost anybody, maybe other than Punk because of the whole thing that just happened. But MJF has been a favorite for well over a couple years now, especially this past year with his rivalry with Punk, the promos he's done. The, the constant, am I going to go to this company or this company? Everybody loves MJF. He should be on the list. A lot of people would also say that um, John Moxley nope. should have been on the top 10 list. Nope. Now, if this was a top 10 list for the worst garbage wrestlers on oh, the planet, wow. then yeah, he would be the number one spot. Hey, Ouch. This made me. Made me <laughs> By the way, John Moxley is number 12 on the PWI 500. Go ahead, Dion. Oh, he's number 12? He's number 12. Well, I didn't know that. What was that? Do you guys remember that tweet when someone said something about how, like, John Moxley should have been in the arena or something like that? And I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, it's all right. They got plenty of trash cans around the arena. Yeah. No. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't buy the whole strut walking and, the, like, his promos are good. They're not great. You know the thing that, They're good. that upsets me the most about Moxley is we know from his time in WWE that he can wrestle. He can put on a good match. He did it many times in WWE, mm-hmm. but he chooses to go out there and just be a garbage wrestler and do deathmatch stuff every match he's in. He bleeds like a stuffed pig every match he's in. He doesn't wrestle anymore. All he does is go out there and get staple gunned in the face, get thrown on thumbtacks, light tubes, barbed wires. If the list was who can bleed the most, he would be right up there with Ric Flair for all-time bleeder. I say technically Ric Flair could be on this list because, uh, no, he couldn't. He doesn't meet the criteria. He only had one match. You have to have more than one. But, yeah, I get where you're going uh, with the whole bleeding and uh, hardcore Dean Ambrose is long gone. I mean, John no. Moxley is a completely and I want to make different that clear. wrestler than yes. what Dean Ambrose was in WWE. But going back to uh, Chad Gable, just real quick. Mm-hmm. Shoosh! Shoosh, please! Chad Gable, 241 on this list. He should be on it. But real quick, I want to make this clear. He's 241. 241, Chad Gable. For, for, because wow. you mentioned it. When I say John Moxley's a garbage wrestler, I am not talking about Dean Ambrose. They are two completely separate characters entirely. Dean Ambrose is far better than John Moxley ever will be. I definitely want to give a shout out to friend of the Wells Mania podcast, and she's been on the Wells Mania podcast before, and that's Space Jesus, Billy Starks. Billy Starks is 263 on this list. So congratulations to Billiam Billy Starks. A friend of the Wells Mania podcast, and we are all proud of you. And that number is only going to climb for her. She's at 263 this year. I guarantee you she'll be in the top 100 next year. Absolutely. But anybody else on this top 10? I mean, I'm cool with Okada. I'll give him his due. New Japan pro wrestling legend Okada. 
Uh, I'll keep him at number two. CM Punk at number three. That's respectable. I'd probably put Punk in the top five. Uh, Adam Page, though. I don't know. I'd I don't pr- think Adam Page should be above Cody Rhodes. I, pro- I was going to say, I'd probably put Bobby Lashley and Cody Rhodes ahead of Adam Page. Uh, Brian Danielson, you can never go wrong with Brian Danielson. He's one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. He should be a top three. Yeah, he's he's number seven on the top ten. But uh, Jonathan Gresham, I feel like he's... he's. I like this for I him. I love it so much. I he, really he do. He is very... I don't know why he's a very he, underrated wrestler, but I'm gets, glad he's in the top ten. He gets a lot of crap, and I don't know why. Like whether it be the size or every now and then, unfortunately, I've seen it on Twitter based on the color of the skin. Uh, I don't know, like uh, if you watch him, just he's made for this business. I love like watching him uh, as a technician, as a you know businessman as well. He carries himself very as well. Uh, Jordan Grace as well. We all know Jordan Grace and everything. Um, I don't I don't get why he gets so much heat for what he's done and it's really disappointing when Tony Khan brought him in AW and did nothing with it. Well, and Tony was, Khan, I mean there's the number one mistake right there. Yeah. Tony I Khan see. doesn't know how to book some of these wrestlers. Yeah, and for him to just ask for his release and let him walk is really unfortunate, but I'm actually glad because I want to see Jonathan Grisham thrive. Um I, I hope to meet him one day. I really would love to. Uh, I've already met one bucket goal list. That was Jay Lethal. He's really cool. He, what what uh, number is Jay Lethal at? Is he on the list at all? I'm looking I'm curious for about that. Jay Lethal. Yes, Jay Lethal is 155. Okay, I, I'll take that. That's good. I know where Mr. Gresham can go. WWE! I hear that the black and gold is reopening its doors. Oh, you're talking about NXT. I thought, by, by the way, real quick, Jordan Grace, yeah. 97 on this list wow 97 yep hey she's done a lot of work in she's the gym a so props to her oh absolutely thick mama pump hey. I, I hope to meet her one day you know who i don't think is even on the list and never will will be stone pain Aaliyah, because she's terrible oh god <laughs> wow hey wow. quick question for you though after I graduate from Black and Brave and anything like that, I talked to Peyton today in the gym and was like, hey, man. I was in there earlier with you. I know, but you left. I know. I had to come you to had work. To, yeah, you had to dip out. I was like, hey, honestly, after seeing the list, it's got me more motivated because I'm curious to know where could I end up. I told Peyton, I think after graduating, getting a couple bookings, got my first year in, I think I could honestly see myself. I'm going to go for this is a goal. Okay, this isn't me trying to be cocky or anything. My goal after my first to second year of making my way around the rounds, 496. Well, you'd be in the top 500, so that's yeah. definitely a a nice goal to shoot for. And I think you'll be on this list. 496. Uh, after you're done, when your time is over and you've graduated from Black and Brave, I can definitely see you being on the PWI top 500. Hey, so. is there a list for best smiles in pro wrestling? Because there, there should be. Because Raquel Rodriguez would be number one. Raquel well, Rodriguez definitely does have the best smile in wrestling, and I mean that with, with all my she's heart. She's literally a walking, talking Aquafresh ad. Hey, she's got here's, she's got pretty teeth, and if you had pretty teeth like that too, Peyton, now, you'd smile all the time as well. Now, is this list the top like five hundred? Is strictly like just all wrestlers are didn't they make a list of top 500 like male female stuff like that or no this, this right here is every Everyone? wrestler on all the right, planet i want to know what where's your girl at where's mandy rose mandy rose where is Because she's been killing rose. it too since she's been in nxt let's see here i'm looking 
Uh, you were talking about NXT. Go ahead, Peyton. Talk about uh, the big news. Yeah, because I'm, I'm confused. So is it the black and gold? Is that because uh, we saw the ending outro to yeah. it, to where it turned the new logo? But I saw white. Is it white and gold, or is it back to black and gold? So the new logo obviously screams white and gold, which I think is the route they're going with it. I, yeah. I don't think. I think everybody needs to hold their excitement a little bit because let's be real here. You're never going to see black and gold again. No, you're, I think that was an era that was its time. You're, you're never going to get that again. That was an mm-hmm. era that was just unmatched and special. You had the best talent in the world there every week in full sale with the best fans giving you everything they had leading to WrestleMania quality pay-per-views mm-hmm. every quarter. You'll never see the likes of that again. But... This is a step in the right direction from the garbage that Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard were putting out with NXT 2.0. And it was garbage. So to see this, what looked like a black and gold logo brought back under the white and gold, basically NXT 3.0. I mean, let's be real. That's kind of what it is. It's a step in the right direction. And will it ever be black and gold again? No, you'll never get that again. But this is going to be the next best thing. Speaking of NXT real quick, Braun Breaker, 26 on the PWI 500. Good for him. The current NXT champion. Go ahead, Peyton. You'll never see black and gold again, but this is a step in the right direction. And it might take a little bit of time, but... I guarantee you this is going to be a million times better than what we were getting with 2.0 because 2.0 was not good. It was formed with the sole purpose to annihilate the history of what Triple H built. That is what its purpose was. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon went into black and gold to kill it with fire and bring 2.0 to life. And now Triple H has to right that wrong. And I think that this is a step in the right direction. What it'll look like, I'm not sure. We know that the TakeOver name is coming back. Halloween Havoc is next month. And it's being reported that Halloween Havoc will be a TakeOver event. We so are that's great. definitely going to have a Halloween Havoc show because what we do here on the Wells Mania podcast, Peyton, you haven't been a part of it, but I have a Halloween special. So I look forward to breaking down Halloween Havoc NXT. And then also we could talk about WCW's Halloween Havocs in the past. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. So it'll be a lot of fun. So my thing with the new NXT, the the white and gold NXT, I'm just hoping, like you said, like, yeah, like it's not going to be what black and gold was and I can be okay with that. That's fine. Because this whole Triple H taking over now and like uh, NXT being rebranded makes me excited as a up and coming aspiring talent in the future. Hopefully I get that opportunity and chance. That'd be fantastic if, you know, that's the, that's the main goal for me but I just hope they keep on the path to where this is still a yes it's a third brand but it's a developmental brand like don't make it a third brand like it once was make it show like these are the next rising stars that are here to be polished and move on to the main roster I think it's going to be a mix of both I think Triple H has major plans for NXT we know he's bringing NXT Europe to life and 
I think he does want this to be a third brand in a sense, but also a developmental area for people. I mean, he wouldn't have given Solo Sokoa the NXT North American title to bring to SmackDown in the bloodline. Solo Sokoa 401 on if, the PWI 500. Good for him. If it doesn't mean he has massive plans for this show to be a part of the oh, WWE I, universe. Oh, I believe it. I mean, shoot, Ricochet and Mello, banger. Like, that was Fantastic. insane. I'm okay with, like, bringing former, the OG NXT guys to come in. Let's see what the young cats got. You know, I like that dynamic. I like that thing where they come on to a one-off or maybe a couple matches just to test the next guy up to see if he can hang with the boys. Yeah. No, this show... I think will be a lot better than 2.0 because 2.0 was based. It was like Disney Junior on steroids. That's what it Carrie was like. And Cross 161. I can't find Mandy Rose. Are you serious? I can't find her. Wow, that's that's actually kind of shocking because she's actually you know, she's been the NXT Women's Champion for well for over a minute. Yeah. I, I must just be overlooking her on the list, but I cannot find Mandy Rose on the PWI 500. Her. Her reign as NXT Women's Champion has been one of the only highlights of 2.0. I think that yeah, the like not only that, but this has been the best run of her career, ha- hands down. Well, she's definitely number one to me. Oh, that's good. There you go. Yeah. Well, fellas, before we go, is there anything else that I want to hear you your wanna... thoughts on NXT coming back under the? Oh, the I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Uh, white and gold or black I, and gold reboot. I've always enjoyed NXT. I enjoyed it when it first started, and uh, I gave NXT 2.0 a chance, and didn't necessarily not like it, but I didn't watch it as much as as I did NXT. So I'm excited for NXT to kind of go back to Triple H's roots. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the only thing I got to say is uh, thanks for having me. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, main goal, yes, is to get to Black and Brave. However, I got a lot of things to take care of and everything, and I'm strictly focused on Black and Brave. So hopefully I can join you guys to hopefully uh, WrestleMania Hollywood in California this coming year. If not, um, after Black and Brave, I would love to attend WrestleMania with you guys in Philly for WrestleMania 40. I think everybody needs to try to go to WrestleMania this year. It needs to be I a am massive... definitely trying to get back to WrestleMania. It's been 10 years since I was last at WrestleMania, so I've been saving money aside. This would be my first. And I've never been to California before, so I know it's going to be pretty pricey going out there. So I definitely have been saving. It'll uh, be worth about it, a, though. a couple months ago, I started saving. So hopefully, I will be able to be there next April for WrestleMania 39. I do have a special announcement to make regarding Wrestle With This. This is breaking news. This has not even been released on Wrestle With This's pages yet, so I thought I'd break it here, but it is official. You're hearing it here first. The main event of WWT Showcase 45 will be Rathbone versus Impact Wrestling star legendary Larry D in a massive Main event, pick your poison challenge, Stone Pain, bringing in the legendary one to take out Rathbone. You are not going to want to miss that September 25th. Big, beefy boys, mean, meaty men. I like it. I'm ready for that. I am too. That's going to be a hard-hitting physical match. 
And you got to think that Larry D's got the advantage in that one over Rathbone. But there's only one way to find out. Subscribe to Wrestle With This on YouTube at Smash Mouth WWT on Twitter. Hit that follow button. Speaking of Twitter, all right, Dion, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter and all sorts of social media at Dion Freeman. Hit that follow button. Future. Black and Brave graduate and going to be number 496 on the PWI 500 for the year 2024. You heard it here first. I think that's what you said. You wanted to be 496? Yeah, 496, somewhere around there, at least on the list. 2024 is going to be your year. It's going to be a great year for America. We're going to get a new president in the White House, and you're going to be on the PWI 500. Hundred. Hopefully when I'm on there, uh, Mandy Rose will be on there too. Yeah, I can't find her. Still can't find her. I've been looking and I cannot find Mandy Rose on the PWI 500. What is going on here? This definitely makes me feel better. We are bumping out episode 81 with Let Me Love You by Justin Bieber. We were burning on the edge of something, something beautiful. Please Come on, don't. Peyton. Please don't. Something beautiful. Don't do this. Dream. Mm. Mirrors. Not a miracle. Come I, on, Peyton. I am so on sorry. I'm so sorry you're listening to this. Go through the darkest of days. Heartbreak away. Never let you go. Never let you down. Come on, Peyton. Hell of a ride. The edge of a knife. Never let you go. Never, Never let you down. I would rather Don't get choked out nah, by carrying nah, cross nah. again. I won't give up. Nah, nah, nah. Let me love you. Let me love you. I'm about to give Don't up. Don't you give up. Nah, nah, nah. I won't give up. Nah, nah, nah. Let me love you. All right, I'm out of here. Let me love you. Oh, hit it, baby. Well, Woo! Peyton's left, but you can follow him on Twitter at StonePainProd. Thank you all so much for running wild with the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne. Special guest, Dion Freeman. Yours truly, Wells Mania. All over everywhere at Wells Mania. Hit that follow button. Until next episode, stay positive. Run wild. Enjoy Justin Bieber and dominate the day! I think we killed it. Jesus, are you done yet? I think you and I absolutely... You and I have great pipes, Dion. I, I left, came back in, and you're still singing. That's a great song. All right, here's uh, here's the top 100, okay? I'm going to read them all, because I, I feel like Mandy's on here somewhere, but I just can't find her for whatever reason, so... Here's the, uh, we already know the top 10. She's not on the top 10. She should be, but she's not there. Ouch. Number 11, Shingo Takagi. 12, John Moxley. 13, Matt Cardona. 14, Josh Alexander. 15, Hiroshi Tanahashi. 16, MJF. 17, Seth Rollins. 18, Adam Cole. Baby. Thank you. 19, Kenny Omega. 20, Drew McIntyre. 21, Moose. 22, Chris Jericho. 23, Jay White. 24, Alexander. 25, AC Mack. 26, Braun Breaker. 
27, Will Osprey. 28, Sammy Guevara. 29, Zack Sabre Jr. 30, Mike Bailey. 31, Bandito. 32, Kashiko Nakajima. 33, Ace Austin. 34, Jake Lee. 35, Hecha Ciro. 36, Kevin Owens. 37, Xavier Woods. 38, Scorpio Sky. 39, El Desperado. 40, Eddie Kingston. 41, Psycho Clown. 42, Jacob Fatu. 43, Wheeler Yuta. 44, Minoru Suzuki. 45, Darby Allen. 46, Shinsuke Nakamura. 47, Randy Orton. 48, Daniel Garcia. 49, Trey Miguel. 50, Trisha Dora. 51, KAI. Kai? I don't, I don't even know who that is. 52, Kinto Mayahara. 53, Ricky Starks. 54, Ricochet. 55, Phoenix. 56, Pac. 57, Damian Priest. 58, Koto Abushi. 59, Konosuke Takashida. 60, Nick Aldis. 61, Go Shiozaki. 62, Tetsuya Nato. 63, Finn Balor. 64, Champa. 65, Edge. 66, Laredo Kid. 67, Wardlow. 68, Mystico. 69, Tom Lawler. 70, Alex Shelley. 71, Andrade. 72, Ilja Dragunov. 73, Malachi Black. 74, AJ Styles. Whoa. Whoa. Mm. 75, Trevor Murdoch. 76, Tamarhiro Ishii. 77, Carmelo Hayes. 78, Ultimo Guerrero. 79, Tetsuya Indo. 80, Keith Lee. 81, Christian Cage. 82, Swerve Strickland. 83, Taji Ishimori. 84, Sami Zayn. 85, Kofi Kingston. 86, Alex Kane. 87, Axel Tischer. 88, Titan. 89, Bro, Riddle, 90, Jungle Boy, 91, Gunther, 92, Hiromo Takahashi, 93, Pentagon Jr., 94, Yumo Oyayagi, 95, Effie, 96, Theory, 97, Jordan Grace, 98, Satyashashi Kojima, 99, Ninja Mac, 100, Kyle O'Reilly. All right, listen, fellas. I want to know how many of those names you just botched. There's the top 100 on the PWI 500. The fact that Mandy Rose isn't even in the top 100, I don't even want to go on reading the rest of the 400 wrestlers on here. Where the hell is Mandy Rose? I know. I can't even. The fact that the man that personified MDK is not even on the list is sad. The fact that I can't even find Mandy Rose, because I'm looking at all the other wrestlers on this list, I can't even find her. I got what you were doing there. Yeah, you got what I was dishing out there? Yeah. Like Sting! He's Sting! On the, he's on the same list John Moxley's on. Sting is 173. Kyle, do you know who the persona of MDK is? I don't know where Nick Cage is or whatever the hell is. You know what? You yeah. know what you're telling me, Mandy Rose. You know what this all means. This hey. this list is rigged. It's not real. Mandy Rose is number one. That list is as toxic as AEW fans. Mandy Rose, the greatest women's wrestler on the planet. Six hours later. Seriously, I. Cannot find Mandy Rose on this list. What is this? They only listed women who do intergender. Oh, brother, this guy stinks!